want a, a drink um, to, to sip on, and I didn't want to drink another Diet Sam's Cola today. <laughs> but I got, I just showed you this earlier today in our meeting, but I got this like non-alcoholic whiskey on this drink cart back here. Yeah. And like, I've only taken sips of it, but I think I'm going to actually have one like while we talk. Well, that's cool. It doesn't taste like whiskey. It tastes like something's trying to be whiskey and it's failing at it. Hmm. Yeah. It's like water. Like you, you taste it and it tastes like water. Let me taste it right now and see if you would like it. You're like, no, definitely not. And let me taste like cinnamon water. Cinnamon water. I like cinnamon. So it smells like it smells a little like whiskey. I don't know if we've ever said on the podcast that I'm teetotal. I don't know if that's like a known fact. What's teetotal? What's teetotal mean? I don't drink. We. I mean, I, yeah, I think we've said it a few times. Ah, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to make a deal. I just on, want but... people to know if if like that's that's related to you drinking that right now, and that's why we have the conversation we're having. And I drink a lot <laughs> for both of us, right? <laughs> yeah. For both of us. <laughs> It's great when Cody goes to Japan and he gets, like, you know, alcohol gifts and he just goes, Jake will love this. <laughs> it's everything. Uh, Every time that I get just, you know, some sort of, you don't know, you go through life and you, you get gifted alcohol at different times. And I just smile and say, thank you. And I look at Jenny and I say, yeah, Jake's going to really like this. And he does. <laughs> this wasn't even the cold open that I wanted to start with. Well, we, got, start... we got three minutes, so we can still do it. We're trying to keep it at five. Yeah, right? well, I, I wanted to I wanted to hear you finally, uh, mm-hmm. after after months of me pressuring you, and after them actually partnering with us, you finally decided to subscribe to Aura. Oh, I forgot that we were even going to... Yeah, 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 we should talk about that. Um, yeah, I put it on my list. Um, back when you signed up, we went through the whole thing. We had them on. I did, uh, to be honest, what I did is I did a lazy review, right? I got in there. I did like the, the short look around and what I realized actually was just like, well, this is a lot more than I'm prepared to take on at this moment. <laughs> so what I ended up doing is I, I just put it on the calendar and said, once the semester is over and I've got a second to breathe, I'm going to go back in here and actually do everything properly. So Funny enough, uh, between, well, that fiasco and now, I've had two cards, two card issues being stolen, right? Identity theft to some extent. Yeah, you had, um, well, one, I think one was a personal card, right? Yeah, one was personal. And then the other one was an actual Evergo business card. Yeah. But it wasn't a lot, it was like five bucks, but it was enough to be like, this is someone. It was fishy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean that just reinforced it. Uh, it's really cool. I I feel better knowing I have it. I think the nicest thing to me that it does. I mean, I think it would depend on each person, but I like that it tells you which data breaches you've been a part of, so you know exactly what accounts to be concerned with. Yeah, someone just had a data breach recently. I think you might have gotten flagged. I don't know if you were on it, but you might have gotten flagged too, um, or maybe not. Uh, oh, no, Xfinity, you didn't. Xfinity, so Comcast, yeah. my internet provider, they had a big data breach, and I just got alerted because I use Xfinity. So I have to, well, I did, um, change my Xfinity password, but I've also got to change my like local Wi-Fi password as well. Ah, uh, because that leaked too. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I was just, just assuming. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I... I People, I, I recommend it. I mean, we, we recommend it. We obviously do, but I'm saying it too this time around too. Having signed up, having gone through everything and done it properly, uh, it's worth it, right? And I think it was Jason, right? He talked about, he said that he's big on home security too. I've been doing the home security system. So this this whole thing has just been a life of updating security. And yeah, it's important that your digital is just as protected as your, if not more than your physical stuff. Because with what we do, our entire life is done in the cloud, online, the internet, that sort of thing. Didn't you say that you put Jenny's email in there and it lit up like a Christmas tree? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I put her, you, I put her you in, put it in there. And it was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> I give her a heads up. I'm like, hey, all these accounts you should be a little worried about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because you can do, uh, basically what I told her was, I'm going to put 
your stuff to, to what I can without making it a two-person user, just so you get an idea of what this is capable of doing. And then if you like it, then you know we'll add you as a, a user too. Um, but right now it's just the emails. At the same time, we did the um, don't mail list. I, there's three of them. There's like Valpac. Um, I can't remember. This is all just because of the new house purchase. Just getting us all off. It's ironic because we're in marketing and I want off every single list of contacting me. But <laughs> I think that's a lot of people who end up in marketing where they realize, yeah, this stuff's great. But actually, I, I prefer to be left alone with it. <laughs> I don't yeah. use an ad blocker, though. I don't use an ad blocker anymore. I yeah. use Brave Browser, which has one built in, but I usually have it off because there's a lot of software out there now that blocks ad blockers and like or prevents you from using a website with ad blockers. Yeah. But um, yeah, so this was like kind of like a sideways plug for our our. I mean, I don't want to call them a sponsor, but a partner Aura, which was uh, like twenty some episodes ago. We had uh, an episode where I talked about a hacker getting into my personal Facebook account and stealing over thirty thousand dollars of. Um, ad placements on my clients' accounts and basically shut our entire Facebook ad operation down. You're the best and, timing in the world. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. So uh, I, during this whole whole period, I was like, well, I'm going to secure what I have. So I found Aura and partnered with them. And they're basically just like an online security. They even come with a million dollars in identity theft protection. You put all of your information in. Aura monitors it on the dark web. They remove all of your information from data brokers and things like that. And if you've got a password associated to a company that has had a data leak uh, in your Aura vault, then they'll alert you and say, hey, this password and username was leaked. And had I known that, I probably wouldn't have gotten my Facebook hacked because I, I, do, the, I do the lazy thing where like I have the same username or same email and then this like a variation of the same password for a lot of things that I used. Not anymore. But if one thing, if like, you know, one random like stock photo website gets hacked and your email and password gets leaked. That's just ammunition for a hacker to take it over to Facebook and then try to, you know, try to get in that way. And if the password and username matches up, I mean, they're in. So uh, it was now it's like Aura randomly generates all my passwords for me. I use the biometrics to sign in through Aura, which also which then auto fills my passwords in for everything else. Uh, it's just super awesome to also have Jason on and, and tell us more about that. But if you guys want to check it out, you want that 14 day free trial, uh, head over to aura.com forward slash everbros and you can get a 14 day free trial and 50% off uh, in a, a yearly subscription. Um, you can also do it monthly too. I don't know if you're gonna get the 50% off, but uh, you can at least do the 14 day free trial or run a free scan of your emails and your identity to see if anything's been leaked and then change all your passwords if you want. So it's worth it for that alone. I mean, it's it. I don't know if people have used, I think, what is it? Have I been pwned? That'll tell you if you've been <laughs> leaked in data breaks. It's that in real time. Yeah, J, yeah. Jason mentioned that too. He's like, yeah. you, there's, there's even that. And that's a free one. I don't know how, I don't know if it's as extensive as aura, but um, it's, yeah. it's in there. It's that and you do nothing. Right. That's it, nice. So if nothing else, do it for 14 days just to see what you've been leaked in. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was cool uh, networking with uh, with Jason. But uh, on another note... I see what you did there. That was really good. <laughs> I was like, come on, get out of this promotional ad. <laughs> get to the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> losing people. Uh, no, I. So I, I've been having a lot more people actually like com or you know hit up my inbox on facebook as i comment on things recently i've been getting back into just communicating with other agency owners and there's been a bit of more of a resurgence lately and like people actually trying to start a legitimate agency versus like you know just following the imangaji and andrew tate uh bullshit but um <laughs> I, which I appreciate. I really like. I really like guys who are and girls who are trying to, you know, See, really. Bros, we do that. Bro, yeah, I know. We're getting better. Look at us, getting better. Yeah. Uh, but I really appreciate all everyone like trying to start, uh, you know, doing a legitimate business, uh, especially in the agency space, as we're so close to. But a question that comes up a lot is in re in relation to networking, which I think a lot of the Facebook groups that I'm in, where I'm kind of, you know trying to mentor as best as I possibly can. I mean, those are literally for networking. 
I mean, they're for two things, right? They're for networking and they're also for selling to other agency owners or I guess white labeling your services in order to get like some kind of revenue coming in. And uh, I was talking with uh, someone recently. I'll give him a shout out. Uh, he's nowhere near this episode. He just started the podcast, but so in maybe you know, he'll get bored, jump ahead, and do the circle thing. Go back. Yeah, and in twenty week, in twenty weeks, when he finally catches up, uh, Cuba, K U B A, Cuba, Cuba. Not sure. Okay. Um, but uh, anyways, he's been talking to me, asking me questions, and one question he brought up that I we really haven't answered on this podcast. We've we've kind of like talked about it a little bit here and there. I think it was like episode 11 or something where we talked about chasing relationships and not money. Um, we mentioned it a little bit there, but this one I really want to talk about, which is uh, networking. Uh, who do you network with? And then how do you find those people to network with? Um, and it's kind of a, a very broad question because I, when I see people in the agency groups looking to network and they don't have a single client yet, my first question is, why are you trying to network with other agencies? So, yeah, I, well, I hate the word. I hate the word networking. It's just that buzzword that people don't really know. If if you're saying I need to network or that I need to go about networking, you're already looking at it kind of the wrong way, I think. And that you're, what you're really trying to do is just make connections um, and relationships in varying degrees of how you know the person, how you want to know certain people for different things in your life, right? Um, whether that's you're looking for business partners, you're looking for um, like just more contractual deals, you just want to make friends, whatever it is. Uh, I Calling it networking, I think doesn't help anybody or anything because the, the word itself just is a buzzword that makes, it puts the wrong image into people's heads. Um, but I remember you brought this up. Actually, you brought this up today. This is our first time. We talked about it earlier, but I really like this one too. Um, but I think the first thing that popped into my mind was there's a, a split when you just say networking. And if you, if you ask me this in a very broad sense, Hey, Cody, I want to network. I want to get better at networking. I'm going to say, okay, what for, what are you trying to do? Because I see it split down in, in two ways when it comes to business, you might be looking for new partnerships and acquisitions sort of thing. You you want to grow your agency. You want to get more customers, more clients, and that sort of thing. And to be honest, if you ask me about that, all I'm going to say is go talk to Jake. I don't think, Jake, if I brought in a single client for us, just me by myself, I don't think so. Have I? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if it's anything, not my strength. If any, you know, if anything, your strength is like getting rid of clients. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, so to me, that's a different kind of networking, whatever you're doing with that. And I can't talk to it. Jake can. Um, what I can speak to is more of the, if you want to grow your agency and focus on the growth aspect of it, I don't don't know if I'm positioning this correctly. If you need help with the operations portion, how are you scaling? How are you handling things internally, logistically, structurally, that sort of stuff? Uh, that's where I have, I guess you could call it network experience, but I think that there's a clear definition. Like there's a line between the two and how, uh, maybe not necessarily how you approach them, but how we can talk about them or how I'm able to talk about them. So Jake, did you want to like go after one first? Either I can, I can do one or you can do the other. Or what do you think? Yeah, I can start with mine. Uh, I really like how you positioned this when we were talking about this before the episode started recording, which is there's two ways to think about it. There's, are you trying to grow your agency or get better at growing your agency? And I said that? Yeah, you, you wrote that. It's in your notes. I wrote that? The second line. Man, past me <laughs> is always smarter than present me every Dude. single time. Dude, this is like the other day when you're like, you said something like, you know, if, if, if you've already made a decision in your mind just do it or something like that what you quoted me from like two years ago <laughs> yeah i think it was once once you make your deciding once you make your decision then you have to you you be quick and decisive and swift about it and don't second guess yourself don't be wishy-washy i can't remember the exact word I mean, because it's sounds, happening in real time now right yeah that sounds but, like me like yeah 
like that sounds like something I would do, but like the way you worded it to me, and I was like, I said that, and you're like, yeah. I'm like, this goes back to like your weird ability to remember every single line <laughs> quote in every book you've ever read. I just can't do that. But yeah, your your second note, <clears throat> first note says where and how to network, which is basically the title of this episode. Then your second note, are you trying to grow your agency or get better at growing your agency? Yeah. Good job, Bass Me. That's right. That's good. <laughs> so I'm going to cover the first one, which is, are you trying to grow your agency? So in networking, when I say, you know, when, when, when it's a good idea to network, it's usually a good idea to network with people who are your clients or in that same pool or are associating with your clients. And by that, I don't mean network with other agencies who can then get you work. Um, that to me is like leeching, uh, more than anything. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to put that aside for now. Let's just, let's just, we're not, we're not going to talk about leeching from other agencies or trying to get white label work or anything like that. We even have, I think we have an episode on like why we don't white label. Maybe we don't, maybe it's in the pipeline. Um, We've talked about it a little. Okay. Brief summary. We don't white label because then you're not working for your agency. You're working for somebody else's. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, when I talk about networking, I'm really talking about finding people who are in your industry, who are in your niche. So we're going to use ours as an example. Uh, we're in the landscaping and lawn care industry. So what I want to do is I want to get in front of people who are also in that industry. A couple of examples I've mentioned before, this uh, Scott Mulchan, he is the... Uh, owner of the Million Dollar Landscaper, which is a course and consulting and coaching program for landscapers on on making that jump from that six figure landscaper mark to that million dollar landscaping mark. He he currently owns um, a million dollar plus landscaping company, and so now he helps teach other landscapers how to do that, and not just with like marketing, but with like systems and processes and how to quote jobs. Um, you know, best way you know best suppliers to find in the industry. And he's really built a name for himself. He's got a, he's got a podcast called The Million Dollar Landscaper. And part of that networking was me just communicating with Scott and saying, "Hey, you know, I've got a really good podcast idea for your audience that'd be really good," and show like actual value to him and his audience to get to the point where we're in his group, his Facebook group, which has like I can't remember like fifteen thousand members in it. And yeah, that's grown a lot. Us, along with like one or two other people, are allowed to. Uh, really post, not necessarily be salesy. I guess we can. Uh, Carl's salesy we just all don't, the time. But yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we, I guess so, we could if we wanted to. I could go in there and promote my services if I wanted to. I don't. Um, but if I wanted to, I can go in there and promote my services into the group, to the entire group. And he went about an eye because he knows the value I've brought to not only his company, but all of his you know, followers and coaching program consultants and things like that. And I've even recorded a 30 minute, a 20 to 30 minute video like how to calculate your target cost per acquisition for marketing efforts, which had no like sales push in it at all. That was literally just for his coaching program. And, uh, um, but that's, that's one, one way of networking. Another way of networking is, um, there is a, I'm getting really specific with these details. So I'm, I'm hoping this provides some value, but there is a, a company called deep lawn and deep lawn is a software. It's a lawn care software where, a you can embed a form on uh, your lawn care website and a customer can come and type in their address and based on some of the settings that you built in the back end it will automatically calculate the price uh, for a particular lawn care treatment or mowing service or whatever for your address um, and apparently it's incredibly accurate we've had clients that have used software similar to this in the past that haven't been very accurate but um, we've gotten kind of a swarm of clients who've been using this and, and that's okay. If a client wants to use that cool, but we have to be able to track that somehow. So that we have an episode about like making sure you could track in KPIs. It's, I think it's in one of the sixties. Um, <clears throat> but we want to track that because if people are filling that out and not the form that's taking leads away from us, um, from what we're able to, to track and drive. So I reached out to Joel, who is the CEO of DeepLawn, and somehow, I have no idea how, we were connected on LinkedIn. Um, and it must be just because I was in a lawn care group and he connected with me. Again, a form of networking there. 
And so uh, I reached out to Joel and was like, hey, man, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to track this with Google Analytics. Um, I've got like three clients using this. And so we need to figure out how to, how to do this. So Joel worked with me super, um, super quick, super easy. Uh, we just kind of kept in contact. I was like, yeah, these are the clients that I'm working with. Like, thanks for all this. And uh, um, Joel ended up telling me like a couple weeks later that he actually referred someone over to us just because I was reaching out to him and communicating with this. This was a priority of uh, ours. We're an agency. We want to track things. And, um, you know, just by that way, he's uh, put trust in us. Shout out, Joel. Thanks, Joel. Shout, shout out, Joel. Um, and Deep Lawn. Um, the That's third a cool of, name, too, by the way. Joel? No, the, the Deep Lawn. It makes, oh, Deep Lawn? I use Deep L for translation sometimes, so I oh, think yeah. it's a cool, you know. Yeah. I think it makes it's sense. Cool. It's a cool, it's a good domain, uh, domain, domain name as well, deeplawn.com. Yeah, that's worth some money. Yeah. Um, so the third and final uh, form of networking was we got into our uh, our franchise partnership with one of the one of the uh, bigger lawn care franchises in the states, which really propelled our business growth in 2023, at least in the first two quarters. But this was because we had not really networked, but we had treated uh, one of our clients in Texas very well, who ended up joining that franchise. So he did a rebrand from his company and joined this franchise, and then he stayed with us through all of that, even merging his website over to the franchise and where our SEO was no longer, we were no longer capable of performing that because the corporate managed that. So we still ran as ads though to, and then we were able to communicate with the franchise and, you know, get our tracking codes placed and, and do everything we needed to do, but in a professional manner, eventually after like a year and a half, he finally got us on a call with the franchise owner um, of all like 140 franchise yeah, locations. Corporate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that propelled the, an official relationship with that franchise. I mean, long story short, that's what happened. And that even led us to coming, going out to Louisville, Kentucky in October and speaking at their franchise uh, conference, which we're like, I believe we're the only vendor in that conference history to actually be able to go and speak there because they trust us and that's a network we've built this franchise also had the franchise owner actually corporate corporate owner actually has a group too on facebook and in that group we get referenced all the time and referred all the time because we're those franchisees know us very well um and so these are all examples of network within networking within my niche and and, and our industry we we i don't engage with other agencies because I go in assuming other agencies don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, this I is think the dichotomy. People uh, can yeah. just split it down the middle and be like, all right, first, if depending on what you want to hear, listen to Jake or listen to Cody and just split this episode and down the middle. Because I, I have such an innate apprehens- apprehension to gurus and other like, quote unquote agency owners out there that aren't real agency owners. They don't have any real accolades or any, any real profit numbers. Um, and they don't actually know like real business. They just like hear what they want to hear from agency coaches and gurus online. And they pretend that they've got this, you know, crazy, awesome agency. But the minute you talk to them about P&Ls, th- their brain falls out their head. So uh, I, I just immediately assume that most people don't know what they're talking about. And that the only person that actually holds the key to success is myself. Um, and I've, I've tested a lot of these things. This is kind of going on a little bit of a tangent, but I've, I've tested a lot of these things that other agency owners try to like say works like social, like Facebook ads, like certain ways that Facebook ads are run or like, um, I don't know. One of them was like spelling keywords wrong in Google ads for like, lower, <laughs> like cheaper CPCs. Yeah. And that like, died a while, like a long time ago. Like, look, we we've tested this stuff and it doesn't work. So if this is what's being spewed out there, I have no incentive to communicate with any other agency owner. I only want to communicate with people that are going to actually grow my business, which are going to be people in my niche. Uh, Cody's going to have a, a different approach to this because he actually does communicate with some agency owners, but they're not the same ones that I'm surrounded with. Um, this is kind of like a weird thing though because we're also doing this podcast in which i do have to actually network with agency owners because our target audience is agency owners so 
I'm, I'm networking, but I'm networking for two different reasons. When I'm, when I'm with Evergrow and my agency, I don't want to hear it from other agency owners. Um, except for like episode 42 and we talked to Skylar. That was a really cool thing because Skylar is an actual agency owner. I trust him and we have a very similar business model. So it's good to hear his perspective too. Plus he's, you know, bigger than us in revenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll say like one more thing and then I'll, I'll shut up because I know you've been waiting for me to shut up. No, I'm, I'm cool with it. I was actually going <laughs> to ask you questions too. Oh, so. I love questions. Okay. <laughs> let me say, hold on to that. Let me say one more thing. Um, I think there are like two agencies in our niche that I do kind of communicate with. Um, so that'd be uh, what Aiden and Tony. Um, yeah. Okay. And like, I don't ever communicate with, with one who is much bigger than us. I did talk to him at a convention or a, a landscaping expo in Louisville. Uh, it was a separate one. They both took place in the same area at the same time, but uh, I went to both, but I connected with him. I talked to him a little bit about his agency um, and he, he very much, him and Aiden, the other agency owners in our niche, they're basically competitors. They really do subscribe to like the networking with other agencies. Um, and I, I just don't, uh, I just, it doesn't get my rocks off. I'd rather just, <laughs> I'd rather network with just people in my niche. Okay. I'm going to get off my soapbox. So, uh, okay. Explain like I'm five, I'm five years old. I want to network in my niche and uh, specifically with ways that will benefit me with acquisition. So if I want to get customers and either customers directly or through software providers that are also related in the niche, can you just give me like a a simple count on your fingers? um, How or where do I go about doing that? So like you mentioned, one is uh, LinkedIn, something about LinkedIn. Can you give me a, a dummy version? Yeah. So I think the um, think, put yourself in the mind of a landscaper who's trying to network with other landscapers. So it's like counterintuitive logic. Because I'm saying like don't network with people who are doing the same thing as you. Um, it, go one, go to the groups and forums that they in, interact with. So for us, there's three different mediums. There's Facebook groups, there's LinkedIn groups, and there is a an actual web forum called Lawn Site. Uh, that's that's separate from those. They're all essentially the same thing. They're all groups where people just, with other landscapers just communicate with each other. They ask people how they bid certain jobs. They ask people what they're doing for marketing. And and some of these are like, I feel like these are better networking tips because no one's in direct competition with the, with anyone. Um, you know, there's so many different areas. And then um, also landscaping is a trade. Like marketing isn't a trade. Like marketing is something that you did because you you didn't go to college or you're not using a degree. <laughs> awesome. That's so good. I guess landscaping is a similar thing too, but uh, it, I mean, it requires like actual skill and using your hands and actually doing things. But, um, it, a lot of them are, are actually providing good, useful feedback for first time landscapers and just, you know, businesses of, of all sizes there. And I'll go in and I'll just answer marketing questions things that I'm, I'm knowledgeable and expert, uh, in, in expert in, um, and because I'm, and I don't ever pitch myself and I, I talk about this on the podcast all the time, but never, ever pitch yourself. Um, unless somebody asks, uh, the dude, this NA whiskey is making me burp. It's not, even like, <laughs> it's not even like carbonated, which is weird. Uh, but never, uh, never pitch yourself. I say this all the time. Um, just be there to provide answers in detail answers as much as you can. Um, people will reach out to you if, if they want more information, but answer those questions. Eventually you're going to engage with the community so much that you're going to know certain things about the industry that people don't. So I know very intimately about a lot of different landscaping and lawn care CRMs. There's service autopilot, there's jobber, there's now copilot, there's Arbor gold, there's uh, service Titan. Like there's so many different options out there. And I know the ones that I recommend because I've worked with them now. I've worked with, uh, Jobber mostly service autopilot. Um, starting to work with, work with copilot. Can I cut you off? Yeah. Okay. Um, my my monkey brain is confused here. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. So forums, Facebook groups, LinkedIn right. groups. But when I hear networking, all you're saying is groups online. So how does and I, I I'm asking this rhetorically because I've been on the other end and I know when it switches over. 
and you say, Hey, we got a call with this person. We're going to talk to him, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ah, cool. Awesome. How does that get from one stage to the next? How do you go from, yeah, I just, does it just develop naturally where you, you post comments or something and then people say, Hey, let's hop on a call. What's, what's the development of, you know, just being, yeah, they're a, a LinkedIn connection and no, I've actually, you know, we talk regularly sort of thing. Everything is natural. Like I, there's, there's never, there's never a time where like I meet up with, I like meet somebody online and be like, Hey, let's network. Let's save our other's information and, and <laughs> like, ask leads on like, that's weird. That's like, that's like begging for work or like, you know, um, that's like saying, I don't have any clients. I need help. <laughs> and if you want to say that, that's fine. But I guess I would say that with a peer, maybe not somebody in your niche. Um, but I, everything, everything happens naturally. So when I provide my expert guidance on whether it's marketing or CRMs or, or whatever in any of these forums without pitching myself, I am in a way networking or making, let's say this, making deposits like in a, in a savings or an IRA. And then I get to withdraw the network when someone, when it, you know, reaches maturity, basically. So now that my name is out there, people are now naturally and organically reaching out to me and saying, this guy knows what he's talking about. I'm going to save his contact information. Or someone might be like, you know, uh, hey, I work for a CRM. I see you commented on this about your expertise in what you're looking for in a CRM. Um, can you work with me on, you know, building out that feature that you said that you wish they had for marketing and like very similar situations that have have come up so um let's so go back to places you. are just a starting point All right and then uh, yeah i mean okay. yeah uh it, they're they're mostly just starting points to like get people to to recognize you and reach out and this is what i consider marketing and maybe some people are i'm sorry networking maybe some people don't consider it that way but um Okay, so that's just number one. You said use my hands and count like yeah. you're five. Yeah, okay. I'm five years old. Give me the, the fingers with the points. Yes. Number two is find out what kind of material that the your clients are consuming. And so and, and by consuming and material, I mean like what are they reading? Are they reading certain blogs? Are they reading certain magazines? Are they listening to certain podcasts? Are they watching certain YouTube channels? And this is where I think the real networking, like what people consider networking comes out because when you decide, if you if you go back and listen to, I can't think of it, like episodes in our 40s, I think, where we talk about how to get in certain magazines, um, networking is literally reaching out to those magazines and pitching them ideas on things that you can publish. Because now with Turf Magazine, I don't have to do any legwork. We published like three articles in Turf Magazine now. I can just like go to my contact there and just be like, hey, I got another article. This is what I want to do. And boom, we're in Turf Magazine. Super easy. That's a network connection. I've got a network connection with Turf Magazine. If I have a client who wants to write something um, to establish authority for their website, I could probably very easily get them in Turf Magazine just by reaching out to my contact there. And that goes, that goes across all the magazines we've been in. Like I always got to look. But Lana Landscape... Green Industry Pros, your landscape management, Turf Magazine, Synced. We were just in Synced recently. Um, mm, yeah. The other thing is podcasts. Podcasts have been just monumental for us um, in networking with those people. So Million Dollar Landscaper, Lone Star Lawn Talk, Landscape Marketing Secrets. What's the other one? Uh, Lawn Care Leaders. So what's that? I've for? lost track. I like the yeah. podcast though. It's, it's, it's fun and it feels real, right? Because you're yeah. actually sitting there talking to a person, you see each other's face and you you have a, a real human human interaction. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's, that's marketing in itself because when we talk to those people, like one, we've got their contact. We are on a podcast with them and if there's, it, they usually offer something else as well. So like Scott has his podcast for million dollar landscaper. He also offers his courses. Uh, we have expertise in marketing. He doesn't I'm, digital marketing. He probably has expertise in marketing that we don't have like postcards and things like that. But, um, uh, he lean on us for our expertise. I refer people to him all the time and just being like, Hey, you know, you're too small to work with us, but I recommend you, you know, listen to the content that Scott has and, and maybe that'll help you grow. Um, the final one is just like YouTube channels. Who are some of the content creators in the space? 
um, can you reach out to them the same way that you might reach out to someone who does a podcast or, you know, a magazine? Can you, um, you know, find their email and reach out to them and connect with them? Um, final way, I think I have, what is this like three now, three or, three or four? I don't remember. I lost track. I've been using my fingers. Three. Uh, the final way is uh, go to like physical events. So if you're just doing like local, uh, like SEO for just your area, which is a niche in itself. So even if you're not specialized in, you know, a certain industry, your industry or your niche could be your, you know, immediate geographic region and like joining local chambers of commerce and doing like local events and just networking with local businesses. That's a really good way to, to, to actually network and get your name out there. Again, not asking for clients, just clients, just being a resource out there for them. For me uh, and Cody, it's going to these conventions and conferences all over the U.S. for landscapers and, and lawn care providers. And, you know, some of these people that are there, I've met in per- or I've met online in these groups. I've talked to them and, you know, I, I posted something on lawn site that got a lot of traction. It was like literally who's going to equip in, in Louisville. And then like mm-hmm. a bunch of people commented and I met up with some people in real life and that was a really fun networking experience. So, um, but yeah, that, I mean that, I think that covers pretty much all the ways that I network. This makes sense when you frame it from the perspective of getting more business as, as a, as networking. And it's the complete opposite of everything I know and everything that I thought of when I heard this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's like a difference between like, I think people get like sales confused with networking. Like when, what's the delineation between sales and networking? And I think like sales is when somebody's interested in what you have or you're trying to get somebody interested in what I, what you have. But networking is like when you're not even trying to get somebody interested, you're just trying to meet people and, and you know, it, it, without intention of turning them into a client. And which is a very hard thing for, I think, for for a lot of business owners to separate. It's sure, like, especially early on. Yeah, I mean, you got to see people as people and not as like, you know, uh, ATMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, uh, it's it's wild to think about this from, from that perspective because that's not what I know at all or anything that I thought of. Um, it, yeah, it's so different. Um, when I think of networking... I'm digging this uh, this NA whiskey now. <laughs> it's starting to grow on me. I think I have a drinking problem. <laughs> um, yeah, when I when I think of networking, and I think the only thing that worries me about all the things that you said is if people listen to that and have no no. I was going to say I'll just say it and have no business skills, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, what, wait, if what's, you have, what's a, what's a business skill? Knowing how to run a business. Do you know how to, do you have a business? Have you set up a business? Um, are you protected legally in the ways that you need to be? Oh, do right. you, are you, do you, are your books right? Do you have mm-hmm. your books clean as they need to be? And we'll talk about uh, this in another episode too, but also like, do you have an appropriate hourly rate? Yeah. Like it's just the like, operations. Like, do you, I mean, do you yeah, have a I mean, functional operation? As soon as someone does, says like, you know, I spend, I spend 20 hours a month on a client and they pay me 500 bucks a week. I'm like, so you don't know how to run a business. <laughs> it's not even a greedy thing. That's just like logistically. Yeah. So no one in your business can make more than 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that those are two different things and two different problems in a business. And I think that they're equally important. And so is the networking involved with them. Um, that's why we're partners and that's why we, we kind of split things the way that we do. Um, if you need to network because if you don't have an acquisition problem, you have an operations problem, which can be many different things. But if you don't even know what that is, the networking is a good way to figure that out. But what people in this space, I guess, and again, I've said this before, I don't hang out with this anymore. I really don't want to. Um, I don't know the gurus. I don't know the groups. I don't care. Uh, I used to be a lot more interested and a lot more involved. And at this point, I mean, like literally 10 years ago where Nikki Cakes was was explaining how to get you know, paid affiliate campaigns to be successful. I don't know uh, who it is. You don't. My first guru experience was Ty Lopez. Yeah. 
which yeah, is that like, was late. Which is like way later. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the very end for me. Um, there are people now who are like aren't even familiar familiar with Ty Lopez's like guru stuff. That makes me feel old. Yeah, yeah. So uh, people, if if this is networking to them, it, being in the Facebook groups to meet other agency owners, and honestly, if they do all the things that you said to meet other agency owners, I'm actually more concerned <laughs> because I, I think that you might be missing something. And that you might be doing a lot of things on your computer that you think are business and none of them actually are, right? Mm -hmm. You're clicking a lot of buttons, you're building a lot of things, and ultimately at the end of the day, you don't have dollar signs moving because you Uh, don't actually know what you're doing from an operational perspective. I think the hope is that like they'll network with somebody in one of these groups and that that person be like, yeah, I'll take you under my wing and refer clients to you or like, you know give you a cut of you know whatever yeah and maybe right i'm not gonna say that doesn't happen it Uh, doesn't happen (laughs) i think the odds are very low um i didn't write bullets i don't have the fingers it's funny i was asking jake for that but i didn't do it myself um my number one point though more than anything is go touch grass right and if you don't know what i mean i mean shut the computer down and go meet people in person and they don't have to be agency owners. If you have operational problems, I mean, that's, that's going to be helpful. And that's, you should as close as you can get to that. Um, but so there's this, also this, this internet. It's like, hmm? like the delineation too, of like where I was talking and now you're talking. So I, I don't know if you covered this, but, or if you mentioned this, but I wanted to make the clear separation of the topic change, which I is, I should have done like a, yeah. Thing. So, so I, I was talking about networking with, people to grow your agency. Cody is now switching over to talk about networking with people to get better at growing your agency. So people who aren't going to be your clients. Yeah. Uh, Peers or mentors. And then in your, it's not even industry. It can be industry, but it doesn't have to be. Um, But uh, yeah. So go touch grass. What I mean is go meet people in person. There's there's an element to that that can't be replaced. Um, and I know, especially post-COVID, that people are trying very hard and we figured out ways. But I think the reality is it's if you want to develop a connection and a relationship, a strong one, especially around the operations of how you can help each other operationally grow, I think that's an in-person thing, right? We had our lawyer tell us that we continue to meet up in person once a month, Um so we run this business like that, but uh, I I had to make a mental shift too earlier on from being the guy who's clicking buttons and touching things on the computer and, and thinking that I'm doing business. And then after we partnered up, we actually start doing business and it's a very real thing and it's video calls and it's actual human to in, human interaction. It's not just typing and it, you know, that's, I think people get confused with that. So, um, People are different in person than they are on the internet. And I've said that before about the people that we've interviewed even, right? It's funny. Some of them have online personas that are completely different from when you talk to them in real life. And usually, I swear, nine times out of 10, they're all playing a character or an act because they know it. uh, Now, Andrew Tate, that's the guy, right? He might be 100% true. You know, he might be actually who he is. I don't know. Um, Hmm. I'm sure that there are some people like that out there. Nine times out of 10, the people that I know are doing things that are intentionally outrageous to get attention online. When we talk to people in person, everybody's nice and kind and and good. (laughs) I don't think that we've met somebody who was actually a jerk uh, and has an online jerk persona. I think because we talk to real people. I think I think if we talk to like people who are pretending to be bigger than they are, pretending to be agency owners, or but really what they're doing is just scamming people with their courses, then I I think they would probably yeah, reflect the same personality yeah. in person that they do online. No, that's true. We just don't talk to those people. And I just say straight <laughs> up, I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> we get them all the time to, to inquire to the podcast of like being on it. And we're just like, nope. Yeah, no, like, thank you. Like every time we get that, I'm just like, do you even listen to the podcast? You would be clowned on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd make him sign an agreement saying like, you will not sue us for publishing this. 
Yeah. In my brain there, I just thought about dunking or not, and I decided not to. So I'll keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got a story with this uh, earlier on. It's about Dave. We've mentioned Dave before. Dave Dave. is a mysterious, awesome, brilliant man. Um, Dave was a mentor uh, to me. Still would be if I had questions. We just haven't talked much lately. Uh, And early on, when I was first getting into this, I was into the affiliate world. And all I knew was what you read online. And if, if that's real life to you, that's what you know, then it's don't tell anybody your niche. Do your research, but be secretive about the sites that you actually own and that sort of thing. Uh, I started getting into this and I, and I talked to Dave in real life where we saw each other in, in person every single day. And I remember I, I won a domain in auction and I told him I did it. And he kind of laughed because I didn't want to tell him what it was before in case, because I, again, I was being internet Cody. I don't actually know anything about real life. He's going to steal it. Yeah. I <laughs> thought he was going to steal it. So I get done afterwards and he's like, Hey, you can tell me now you can tell me what it was. I'm not going to steal it. And I just, you know, that's that part by itself is funny because I'm sure that there are those people in real life too. You'll get a feel <laughs> of who those people are in real life. And, and you'll know that. But I was operating from the perspective of, yeah, no, this is what the internet says. So this is what I'm supposed to do. And there wasn't a downside to it other than it was, it's just a funny story. And, and looking back, he wouldn't have done that. And as I got to know Dave better, and I actually started making money with uh, affiliate marketing, and I had more questions. And David also, he'd been an affiliate in the past too. Uh, he said, you know, if you want to get better at this and grow this sort of thing, that asking people in real life, person to person, you'd be surprised at how many people are just honest with you about everything. If you have questions that they'll tell you very truthfully and they don't hide things like they make it seem on the internet, uh, there's a difference there and to that. And I, I feel the same. If if I met somebody in person and saw that they were very serious, that's another thing is just meeting in person. You you have a qualifier. If I meet you in person, I know how serious you are about business. I can get a gauge on it. And and if not, I can do micro tests to determine uh, how committed you are along the way if we're going to talk more than one time sort of thing. Uh, it It's real. It's more raw. And because of that, people are more willing to be honest and truthful and that sort of thing. It's very easy to scam somebody that you've never met online or say bad things or whatever it is that you want to do. It's a lot harder when you've actually, I've got actually so many times in this one, I got to stop too many actuallys. Uh, when you've, when you've sat down with them and had real conversations and, you know, been at the bar together or whatever it is that you do. Um, so uh, this doesn't help people yet because <laughs> all I'm saying is go touch grass, go meet real people and they're saying, okay, Cody, that's great. How do I meet real people? Or where do I find the right ones? Or if if it doesn't matter if they're an agency owner, then what am I looking for? Uh, I'll say, uh, I'll speak for my own. And then I'll say where I met those people. Two were uh, former bosses that I, I look up to as mentors. And I still bug them questions as I need to. One is uh, referral from one of them who, um, his name Sean. I like to bug him too from time to time with, with questions. And that's, that's, this is more of a mentor thing, but it, some, they kind of came about the same way. And the last one, I went to Sean's uh, fireside chat. That's what they called it. It was the, the cups thing, right? The 1 million cups. Oh yeah. The however yeah many you cups. talked about this in a previous episode. Yeah. And I think that that was kind of a, a, a micro tipping point of sorts. So, so there's an event in like every city or something like that called like 1 million cups. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know where all they operate, but I was just going to say, fine. It doesn't matter what it's called. What you need to look for is your local co-working space, your local, inc- you know, business incubator, um, your, they have different words, but if you search for co-working space, look on meetup, look on Google, it doesn't matter. Find out there's a community of these people everywhere. In every town, you have one in your town. Unless you're a super tiny town, you might have to go to the nearest bigger town, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're there. And those are the people that you want to meet and network with and get to know because... I'm not there. 
<laughs> that was my point. I don't go to those. <laughs> I, I have in the past gone to them, but I know the people that go to them. And if somebody, if there's somebody that I should know or somebody that should know me, we're going to get connected. They're, somebody's going to hook us up through that, that chain of that network. Right. So it's still worth it to go to those, even if you're not a person who goes to those. or um, it's easy now to not go to those for us because uh, we don't have a problem, right? We're not looking for a solution to something and networking is uh, it can creep up as a problem that you don't realize, right? I think a lot of, especially guys, you get to your earlier mid thirties and you realize that you have completely failed and neglected all of your relationships in your life and you're now alone and you need to figure out how to meet people and make friends again. Um, and then that's networking and that's a surprise thing, but you're 30 years old. You don't have any friends. You're single. Life sucks. There's there's some 30 year old single guy listening to this being like, damn, man, (laughs) like, man, shots fired. Hey, it's fine. Just go there. You're looking at starting an agency and going into marketing. (laughs) Find your local co-working space. It's going to be fine. Uh, Yeah, I'm, making, no, but, I'm making fun of it, but that's, you know, that's us. With that, yeah, not there's being no shame. Down, you know, yeah, not being single, but yeah, that's us. There's no shame. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a lot of people listening to this and it's, we're not making, we're not in trying to hurt you. <laughs> we're, we're accidentally hurting you. We're trying to relate to you. <laughs> Cody and I can count the number of friends that we have on one hand combined. Yeah. And yeah. we're one of them. Yeah. I like them a lot, but there's not many. So, but yeah, uh, go, go to your, find your local incubator, find your local meetup and then find the, the people that are closest to you. And I was going to say, actually say the opposite of what you said, where you, Jake, you said like, you know, don't say I'm stupid. I know nothing. I need help. I would say exactly that in those situations where you're networking, like more peer to peer within, um, like growing a business. No, I, I, that's fine. I said, unless you're like, it's like a peer, I, I don't, don't say that to like networking in your niche. Like, mm. like don't, don't go to like a landscaping coach and be like, I'm stupid. I can't find landscaping. Clients. <laughs> like that's not a good idea, Yeah, but, but it's okay to like say that to like peers who, you know, are likely there to help you grow as like kind of, you know, from a distance. Yeah, I think uh, there's enough crossover, too, with online business. If you just need help with the operations portion, that if you are very fresh, that you can just meet people doing Internet business, period. It doesn't matter. They can do e-commerce. They can be a consultant of some sort, and they just meet online. Just the very basics, because the fundamentals of business are the same. Later on, once you hit, I don't know, you decide the number. Um once you have more than enough to leave your job, <laughs> then it would be more important to start meeting with people more specified um, within specifically marketing agencies because they're going to have more unique uh, information that's there's very a, applicable in your case. There's a lot of things that like you don't need to be in the same business. Like you could be, you could, you could network with a, like if you're, mm, let's say like you do marketing for restaurants, you could meet with like a local landscaper at your local chamber of commerce and just be like, Hey, I am, uh, do you have someone I can talk to about establishing an LLC, like a lawyer in, uh, you know, in the area, uh, or an accountant? Like these are all network connections that you can make. Um, just even just about the business aspect of it. Um, in terms of like, we're going over time, but I, I wanted to bring this up too, because y- there, you can make meaningful connections in the agency space, like connecting with other agencies and we've done it. Uh, I mean, we made connections with Skylar, um, uh, from episode 42, actual yep. legitimate agency. They're just hard to come by. It's not as easy as just posting in, an uh, in the SMMA network group on Facebook and just being like looking for other agency owners to network with bad idea. They're all trying to sell you something or they're, you know, charlatans. I just don't even uh, understand what that means too. You say, Hey, I'm looking the network. What? Oh, yeah. I, are you just saying you want to hang out? Did just you say friends? that? I yeah I will do a virtual hangout and you have coffee (laughs) and I have water or whatever and we'll just shoot the shit I guess but just say that then that's you you talked about 
you talked about two previous bosses that you had, and then one was a referral from those bosses. So hmm. yeah. there's there, one of them that you talked to is a previous owner of a company that you used to work for. And you've reached out to him multiple times. One, because he owns a really large agency now. But when they when you guys first started, you were really small. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had reached out to him about what working with franchises. Because yeah, that was a big one. So a, a big a big thing that I referenced earlier was, you know, we networked with the franchise. We started working with the franchise. So we've never done this before. So naturally, Cody reaches out to his old boss who has worked with franchises and just said, you know, hey, how do we structure this? Like, what is the best way to structure it? I don't know if it was like just operationally or payment wise or like ad account wise. Yeah, they. I was there when they went through a very similar thing, and but I was looking at it from a different perspective. So I just asked him, "Can you repeat it back from your perspective?" Because I'm looking at that now, and I want to make similar decisions to how you made them because it seemed to go very well, and I liked. There's a lot of stuff that uh, I ask him because I like. And respect how he's chosen to do and grow things. And there are different ways that some of those relationships are handled too, and everything is situational. So when you take when you get advice from a peer like that, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt because I don't know how things work with Skyler because Skyler has franchises as well under you know his agency. But I don't know some franchises the way they work is that they give a marketing budget or they handle all of the marketing for their franchisees if it's digital. If that's the case, there's one centralized location where the marketing budget comes from, in which case you handle that completely differently than how we handle our franchise agreement, which is all the franchisees get to choose whether or not they want to work with us individually. And they all have separate invoices and separate billing accounts and everything like that. So and separate ad accounts. So um th- when when you ask you know Mark when you ask him like how do you how do you deal with this, huh. it's going to be probably a lot differently than if we went to Skylar and be like how do you handle your franchisees, yeah. Um, so uh, just keep that in mind and and when someone when you talk to somebody you're not looking for validation you're looking for perspective. That's good. Yeah, definitely. I think when you anytime you opinions are. You know, you know my opinion on opinions. <laughs> uh, opinions are—they're like assholes. Everyone has them. <laughs> Some of them stink. Yeah, it's, most of them stink. You are the ultimate determiner of whether or not something will or will not work for you. So, listening to somebody's opinion and something that may work for them might not work for you. Just be so. Just because it did work for them doesn't mean that if you replicate it in the same way, that all the other variables are the same or that even that it's the right way for you to do it because you're a different person. So you're a different business model. In fact, it probably won't work for you. If you try to replicate, if you try to replicate everything one for one that you get from somebody else, it's probably not going to work. And not mm-hmm. just because like you're a different person, but because your business model is different. And then yeah. you multi- you being different multiplied by a different business model with different services that just all comes together to create a totally different output. Than, than what's what's probably going to happen if you just copy it. Mm-hmm. So is that all? Is that all you had? Yeah, I think so. We can call it good. Yeah, that's some good content. But yeah, uh, I hope people like it. Yeah. Well, anybody, if you got any questions about networking, I probably wasn't the answers you were looking for. But <laughs> this is how we, this is this is how we network. <laughs> Which is very little. I think our networking is very little. I think if we were like another agency, would have been like, "Oh, join this seven-figure uh, marketing agency uh, initiative, and you know, pay five hundred dollars a month and network with other agencies." Like, I'm, I'm sure if we were one of those, we'd probably have that pitch at the end, but we don't because we don't. Network. That's a different thing, too, though, right? Yeah. That's you have business development as a category where people hire those people, and networking is their job. That's it. Be a professional networker. Um, that's a different category than I'm an agency owner and I need to do networking along with everything else that I do. So that's where we're at. And that's what we're talking about. If you want to go be a business development administrative person, then, uh, go spend all day on LinkedIn and drink lots of wine at the local meetups. And I don't know, that's, that's what I see. Some people do. like fun. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like, I mean, if you're good at it, it seems like a, a nice thing. I am good at drinking wine. <laughs> I think, you, I mean, people are going to be like, this Jake's guy got a, he's got a problem. 
<laughs> this is NA. This is 0% whiskey. Oh, okay. Now they know. 0.0. 0. Well, they knew at the beginning I said it. You did? Yeah. I missed it. Oh. You're like, do you even listen to me? It tastes like water with cinnamon at the end. I got that so, part. You know those bubbly drinks that taste like like carbonated water and like strawberry on low battery or something? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like they wave a watermelon on top of it and they're like, yeah, watermelon water. <laughs> so this is that, except it's no uh, carbonation. And it actually does taste like it. it's like water with like uh, a cinnamon stick that was boiled in it. And then. But it's good. Know, you said it's good. Um, it's good in a different way. It's not good in a way that like whiskey is good. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's good in a way that's like, it, it, it quenches my, um, creative juices when I'm, it's late at night and I just like want like a, to sip on something semi bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just do tea sometimes or water. Uh, tea, but it's lately tea, anyway. Tea never has that punch though. That whiskey has, I think I just have a problem. <laughs> We'll get that addressed. All right, everybody. Yeah, deal with that. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. See ya.